And now, live from the new house in Burbank, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guest. He's a comedian who may not be the fastest swimmer on the swim team, but he is the nakedest. It's Jordan Morris. Chef Jeff is here to make hot chili and cold toasty. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus. Hello to your best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little crunch and munches. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show. I would like to say hello to my guests. Hello and welcome back, Jordan Morris, straight from Sketchfest. Yes, I got off the plane, rushed here. (laughs) I'm unpacking as we speak. Right, which is weird because we're in my house. That is a little bit weird, Mm -hmm. but I, uh, you know, I like to multitask. Yeah. Are you a person who unpacks your suitcase when you get to a hotel. Uh, let's, oh, uh, yeah, no, let's see. I, you know, I did this time. I did, and I used the drawers and the closets. And I hung, I hung up my shirts. For, um, I knew that there were going to be some photo ops mm-hmm. at our You didn't want to be wrinkly. Fish. No, I didn't want to be wrinkly. So, uh, so yeah, but I usually do not. I usually just um, kind of graze out of my suitcase. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time I tried to, tried to step it up a little bit, but usually uh, I just graze out of the suitcase and then throw the dirty shit in there uh it's i i do it wrong grazing out of your suitcase makes it sound like you're literally snacking out of your suitcase <laughs> yes like I you also just keep have some... like a big uh oh my god i forgot this is how you know i'm pregnant i forgot to even mention where our carb came from oh yeah the carb hello daniel welcome the carb was crunch and munch and it came from Nikki Collier on Patreon. Patreon. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen is where you go Patreon. to submit cards, carbs, to get bonus episodes, to get behind the scenes content, pictures of the leak in our roof and the big patch they pulled <laughs> oh, out of wow. our ceiling. That kind of premium, co- my, my thoughts and feelings Hot about leak our leak. Picks. That kind of premium content. Also, you may have noticed not a lot of fresh photos of this pregnant gal these days. However, I took one of me and a couple guests and boy do I look and I'm wearing glasses and I look big and I'm going to post that to Patreon. You get all that kind of stuff. It's so great. Um, but anyway, Jordan, yes. when you say grazing out of your suitcase, I, f- I pictured a suitcase just filled with like crunch and munch or kettle corn or something and you're just nibbling <laughs> out straight out of it. I do. I am I am a, a dreadful packer. Mm-hmm. I, do you roll or, or fold or stuff? Uh, I, a cram? Oh, yeah. I, you know, okay. So here's, here's, here's where I fuck up. I am terrified of being on a plane or in a hotel room and not having anything to do mm-hmm. like that's my my worst fear is being on a plane is being bored is being and yeah just, just having to like read the in-flight magazine <laughs> um really because after you read it in english you can read it in spanish and challenge yourself uh you know that's uh, not my cup of tea but um i'm glad that you can find yeah. joy in those little things um they used to have that catalog Oh, oh, Sky Mall. Yeah, Sky that was Mall. good. I've not seen a Sky Mall in a while. They went out of business. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, where am I supposed to get my garden Bigfoot then? <laughs> I know. Or, well, you can go to... Oh. You can go to what? There's the, There are companies that sell that stuff. I won't, I won't, I'm not giving them a plug. Yeah, no. Yeah. Advertise GardenBigfoot.com. But where do I get my... Promo rep- code 
Rosen? <laughs> my replica Lord of the Rings sword. I know, right? You just got to go to, straight to fucking Comic-Con, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. All right. Forge them yourselves. Hang on one second. Yeah, learn the, to forge, nerds. Yeah. <laughs> the, cat, the thing we are talking about is whether Jordan unpacks in hotel rooms. That has taken us on a segue mm. to Jordan being deathly afraid of of having nothing to do on his 54-minute flight to San Francisco. Yeah, I'll, um, I, I rarely take a long <laughs> flight, too. All of, most of my flights are, you know, to the Bay Area or Vegas. Let's mm. say hello to the rest of the yes. guests. Hello, Daniel. Welcome. Hi. How's it going? Um, great. Wonderful. How's our son? He's good. He, uh, you know, took him a little longer to go to sleep tonight. I find that if we break the routine at all, even the tiniest bit, it's a disaster. It like means breaking their team by it, having him come out here and... Yeah, usually I'll do bath, then pajamas, and then straight into the room, right to reading a book and music. But this time you did night. bath, pajamas, espresso. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Matt kind of messed things up a little uh-huh, bit. Bag of Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> um, he No, I let him down to shuffle on out into the living room say hi to jeff which gave him a charge oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> i get always. a little i get pretty pumped when i see jeff too it's natural it's human yeah why i thought it wouldn't affect him like it affects everybody else he loves he, uh, your kid loves uh, all of jeff's uh, dead milkman stories he does. He loves it. and so uh yeah he was uh he was definitely wanting to party uh and so he's a cute kid yeah. can't not say hi to him yeah gotta say hi so it took a little longer but mm. Um, Is he in there making his own zine now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't let him near the photocopier. He's going to be making zines all night. Yes, uh, he's making a a compilation of pictures of of Bettys and their (laughs) hot rods. (laughs) Um, He uh, No, tonight, though, he wanted two bottles. Usually Mm. I give him uh, one water bottle. Tonight he's double fisting it. You know, talk about partying. Boys growing up. Mm. Mm. Hello, Jeff. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, how come you don't want your picture taken? Your vagina was huge! <laughs> <laughs> Makes such a comely photo. We have a... F- you have no idea. <laughs> what, how big it was? How big it gets. Yeah. Your um, vagina was huge! <laughs> a friend of mine uh, was saying, who had a baby like three weeks before I did, was saying that she kept her husband up by her head because she just didn't want him down there and i was thinking daniel was so not just up by my head he was all over but i'm he was every which way he got to see the magic of a huge vagina oh during the during oh yeah i guess that was unclear what we were talking about no i watched the whole business yeah the whole miracle i'm i'm inexperienced what the fuck (laughs) i'm inexperienced in this department so you got to spell everything out i'm glad i did watch i I know some guys you you definitely hear that like don't look you'll never be able to unsee it but it's like no it doesn't like change the way that you see vaginas it's not like every time now you see when you're like where's this is not normal coming out of it where this goes yeah why isn't this blasting more fluids (laughs) (laughs) uh up your butt like a lot of drops for this. <laughs> there are definitely things I'm glad I didn't see, <laughs> but the the like birth wasn't one of them. Anal? No, but like <laughs> like you didn't get an episiotomy. Oh yeah, episiotomy. I feel like balls out. I'm I can watch. I I feel like I am prepared. You know when and if the time comes to watch my spouse give birth because yeah. I have seen people I've been in a relationship to an improv show. 
which is just a million That's times way worse. more disgusting <laughs> and uncomfortable foul yeah. and an image you can't get out of your head that yeah you uh, i know exactly it's true still there when you close your eyes them asking for a suggestion someone being unfunny on stage sure you saw <laughs> pretending more than, to mop yes you saw more than i did because they asked oh, me yeah, if i, I wanted a mirror I was like, hell no. Mirror, huh? Yeah. they'll. I guess they can prop a mirror there so you can watch we'll it all happen, which maybe this time I would be interested in that. But I felt like if I saw it, I would be afraid to push because I, the whole thing filled me with some, uh, some amount of terror anyway. Like, I don't know how something that size is coming out of yeah. something this size. Have you thought about maybe instead huh. of the mirror, putting a GoPro down there? Yeah. <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> oh, yeah. We could put a GoPro on his on his forehead. Or you should, you should get a mirror out. and then say, yeah, but point, wait, point like, it towards wait. the ceiling. Right. <laughs> you, it, you insert the GoPro First. so the baby has it yes. wa- on the way out? Yes, so it's, for, it's his point of view. Yeah, it's like <laughs> human spelunking. Wow. <laughs> and I remember yeah, yeah. when he was crowning, they're like, I think they were... I feel like they were saying it like, get your head back in the game, because I was just freaking out. And Oh, really? Yeah, they're, I they, remember they said, do you want to touch the head? I feel like it was... T- oh, oh, yeah. I think I was... Because fr- it, it was like very... Un- there's that they call it the weird. ring of fire. It's pretty uncomfortable oh, when dear. the baby's crowning, if your epi- epidural's not working, which mine wasn't. Uh, and I remember she was sort of... She's like, your baby has hair. Do you want to feel it? I touched the head. It was so spongy. Yeah, I His don't head know. Was real if squishy. That's, a, that's something I would recommend touching the head. Doing. Well, I mean, it's kind of neat. I, yeah, I mean, obviously up to you. But uh, you know what? It sounds neat. You know, it's yeah. more neat though. Mm. I'll tell you, it's Fabletics, which is Kate Hudson's affordable athletic wear line. That you didn't know that Kate Hudson made athletic wear. She's good in everything. She's good in everything, and she's especially good when it comes to comfy clothes that you can do exercise in and look stylish in. That's right, you guys. Um, I have recently discovered that my favorite clothing is, and I don't think they use this term, but I'm going to use it, is athleisure. It's what a what a delightful portmanteau. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I think they just call it active wear, but it's all uh, fashionable, on trend workout clothing at an exceptional price point. Their mantra is "Live your passion every day." Um, you can become a VIP, and if you do, you get up to fifty percent off regular prices, free shipping, and additional perks. My audience, that's you guys, can get two leggings, two pair of leggings for only twenty four dollars. It's a nine. $99 value. Uh, and you can get that by going to fabletics.com slash Allison. So if you're anxious to get in shape and feel confident stepping into your workout routines with trendy and affordable gym wear, I highly recommend checking out Fabletics. You don't want to miss out on this special offer. Get two leggings for only $24, a $99 value when you sign up as a VIP. All you have to do is go to fabletics.com slash Allison to take advantage of this deal now. That's fabletics.com slash Allison to get two leggings for only $24. Four leggings. Four legs. Two pair of leggings. Four legs. I make this joke every used, time. To be used on legs. Yeah. Well, no. Yes. What I mean to say is they say two Leggings, and I just want it to clear that's two pairs, gotcha. four legs all together. Sure. But they also two, there are also for your legs. They are for your legs on legs. That's exactly okay. leggings for your legs. Two pairs of them for who's, only twenty four dollars. That's fabletics.com slash Allison. The best part is there's no commitment to purchase monthly and free shipping on all orders over forty nine dollars. Go to fabletics.com slash Allison again. Fabletics.com slash Allison. Terms and conditions do apply. 
And if you're wondering whether it brings me immense joy that Kate Hudson and I are really in business together when you think about it. Colleagues. She's, yeah. Peers. Mm-hmm. Peers. Yes. Equals. Yes. Uh, it does bring me great joy. Okay. A lot of stuff to get to. Let's talk about this a mortifying thing that happened to me. Because I want to... I want to take the temperature of how mortified you guys would be. Like, how much you think I should be mortified. It might just be a lady thing. It might just be an Allison thing. I don't know. So, um, did a lot of podcasts this past week. Recorded a lot of podcasts. Tried to get some in the can before the guy in my stomach that I'm wearing on my body comes out of me <laughs> in the fashion that we discussed. It's funny earlier. referring to a baby as a guy to me. He's a guy. <laughs> Some guy. Dude. Like he comes Just out dude. in a little sweater. Yes. Okay, we're going to talk about this, and then we're going to get back to... Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm my sorry. Shit. No, no, you... That, it's I'm all not over the place. <laughs> no, it is interesting. I well, want to hear you. about how you eat crunch and munch out of your suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, one of the guys... It's crunch and munch like a fiddle faddle? It's like that's a how I imagine it. I imagine yeah. it's like a Cracker Jack so. kind of thing. Yeah, it's like a Cracker Jack, I think, without the peanuts. It might be a little more buttery and a yes. little less caramel. And a bunch of crunch is a Nestle's crunch product right it's the little bits of nestle anyway there's a bunch of crunch i think so i think crunch and munch is a fiddle faddle and bunch of crunch is a nestle's crunch anyway if you had packing cubes you could graze all of those at once fuck yeah just have a little have my own little buffet in the room I got my bumper dinged at the squat (laughs) gobble (laughs) i don't know that that applies fiddle faddle at the squat gobble (laughs) oh yeah Okay, so one of the people I had on my podcast this week, and it's the one that yes. is, the, it's the episode that aired this week, is a comedian named Chris DiStefano. Mm-hmm. Do you know who this is? Uh, I, I know that that's a comedian's name. I cannot picture him now. I feel like he, like Comedy Central is really getting behind him as like okay. the fresh face of their comedy. Great. Um, and he's like this very personable, attractive, young yeah, well, I think he's like maybe early 30s. Sure. So, um, anyway, came over, did the podcast. Like I said, like he's very charismatic and right. very personable. And one of those guests where you just turn it on and he just goes. Yeah. Um, and actually, he told this story about his dad punching him so hard he knocked him out when he was 15. Oh my gosh. And then like reviving him with smelling salts. Like the whole thing oh. was very premeditated. Sure. You have to listen to find out why. But um who has smelling salts? His dad. A guy <laughs> who's knocking people out a yeah, lot, I guess. Jesus. A yeah. guy who knows that he will be knocking right. out family members. Where yeah. do you buy smelling salts? I don't know. No idea. Yeah, from a, a tincture man. <laughs> so a traveling <laughs> medicine salesman like in Peach Dragon, I yes. guess. Yes. Oh my God. What was that guy's name? Because I watched, I've watched Pete's Dragon like within the last two years. Yeah. Um, Passamaquoddy was the name of the town. Right. But, uh, yeah, oh well, it'll come the, to anyway. me. But I know who you mean. He had, great, the, he had great, the mustache. Uh, great under, undersung Disney villain. Yes. Is the me- traveling medicine That's guy. That's right. Pete's Dragon. That's where you get your smelling salts for knocking out your son. Of course. Anyway, <laughs> and he was sort of defending his dad. And I was just like, hang on. I have, so many questions yeah and i still i'm still sort of haunted by this it was like a light interview but i'm still haunted by this story that's not the point the point is had a great podcast interview then he left and then i went into the guest bathroom and there we have a drying rack in the bathtub which already is a little much is it what do you think is a little much it sounds like a in the guest bathroom 
Yeah. It's what's... just like, hello, look at my hosiery. Oh, sure. Okay. But it wasn't hosiery that was hanging on mm. it. It was three pairs of gigantic lady underwear. It's under things. It was three pairs of humongous pregnancy underwear. <laughs> pregnancy oh, underwear is no different than... Mine, at least, is no different than regular underwear. It's just bigger because I'm carrying my baby in my butt. Apparently. <laughs> so I've had underwear at your house yes. with my name in them. So I wondered, do I feel mortified because it is touching on an old underwear wound where that drop came from? Or is it truly on its face mortifying because I felt like, oh my god, I feel like, and he, he definitely used the bathroom, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, and I, mm-hmm. I wanted to die, mm-hmm. and I've been thinking about it. Why is that? You know, because they were clean, sure, <sighs> big, mm-hmm. colorful, splashy, right? You got They're a fun. blue, a pink, yeah, um, some other color, but I think it's because there's something so like aggressive and in your face, like here's my underwear. Right. Yeah. I mean. I mean. I. I know what you like. I want you to know. Sure. And it's a I reminder. Have a, it's, <laughs> it's. I have an undercarriage. Right. And it sits inside cotton. It is a reminder that you work out of the house too. That's that, the other thing. You is know. that we had like a professional rapport. Right. <laughs> and also, he he was in our bathroom. It's just not usual that someone sees your underwear <laughs> under most circumstances, especially not a podcast guest. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I I can I can understand how it would be, you know, how I one would feel self-conscious if because of the little guy inside them, they had to have a whole <laughs> separate set of underwear. But even if it was my Okay, look. I'm I've been public about the fact that I think G-strings are uncomfortable and I don't wear them. Sure. So even on the best day, it's not going to be a lacy under thing. But Regardless, if he saw my non-pregnant underwear, I would also not feel. I would also feel yeah icky about that. I would feel it like I felt like I had like waved it in his face or something. Like mm-hmm. get to know my underwear, <laughs> right? Like perhaps it was. Intentional. It's just going to end up up my butt. Yep, that's what uh, ladies say when they defend their choice of g-string. Um, yes, maybe that's the fear. Is that what if he thinks I did it on purpose? Or I mean, but no way he thought that. <laughs> No, he probably thought it was what it was, which was that you forgot to remove them or just don't care. <laughs> but I don't. I doubt <laughs> but, he was like, wow, that's weird. She really wanted me to see her underwear. What does that mean? Her and her husband have some weird shit going yeah. on. Are they trying, is she trying to send me some message? or <laughs> Some weird <laughs> intro to a key party or yeah. something? Right. Oh, yeah. If you take the pregnancy panties, <laughs> then It's like a pregnant to- woman's version of, uh, you know, pit, your dog peeing to mark their territory. It's like... He's been owned by you now that he's, <laughs> you've forced. It's a it's a dominance thing, right? You, yes. Now you say if you like if you your 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 favorite pair of non pregnancy underwear that you like mm-hmm. would you would also be very embarrassed if he saw that drying? Do you think definitely she would be? Yes, right? but slightly less. Sure, slightly less because those be- aren't like pantaloons. <laughs> <laughs> would you be embarrassed if he saw? Any laundry drying in there? That is a very good question. Nice work. Like if if he had seen my compression socks, <laughs> yeah, something, something. my knee highs compression socks. Let's say he saw just normal socks and a t shirt. Um, I don't. 
I would be like I, th- this level of mortification, like a third of it, I would probably feel. So on a mortification scale, zero being not mortified at all, 10 being someone seeing your pregnant underwear. <laughs> I would put regular stuff at like a four. Okay. Because it's just, there's something so personal about here's my laundry drying right. yeah. in front of you. And I think there is a like, I mean, and I feel this too, like there is a stigma about podcasts you know like as as you know they're you know they're they're becoming big business you know more and more people are listening to them there's you know there's big companies getting behind podcasts but i think the stereotype of them is that it's still fucking yahoos in their basements right you know and i think it's going to take a long time for people to think of podcasts as something other than that Mm -hmm. and you i think strive uh, everybody in here strives to run a professional operation but yeah and i think that just the idea that maybe he would come out of the experience going like oh yeah and you know we did the podcast next to her filthy underwear you know like that it'll <laughs> i w- were clean yeah he'll have a joke in his stand-up about podcasts where he uses <laughs> you know the fact that there's underwear next to you now here's an interesting thing it's a good chunk it'd be a good yeah, yeah. podcast underwear chunk if mm-hmm. i had a laundry basket filled with laundry in it and it was dry and sort of like indistinguishable like it just like a, a pile of clothing in a laundry basket, and he had seen that. I wouldn't feel as mortified by that. It's something specific about the laundry wet. drying. Yeah, because, it's still it's still in process. Yes, it has but, not been completed. But also, there's something sort of like old fashioned about hanging your stuff to dry. Like it almost sure. seems like I bathe in like a giant aluminum tub and like rub my back with a with a. A brush. Sure. <laughs> like, oh, you, so you were worried about seeming like a hillbilly. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what I'm describing. Yeah. Except I don't know. I think it's pretty common. I mean, I think... Yeah, well, I guess why don't you put those in the dryer? Because I don't want them to shrink because my butt's too big. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I get that. I shrunk one set of them because um, they're like they're very high percentage cotton. Gotcha. So, you know... Sounds my, cozy. My butt's already practically spilling out of them. Mm-hmm. So... So I just really can't afford the shrinkage. Daniel, would you be embarrassed if you knew that he your undies were in there? How would you feel? Um, not nearly as embarrassed. Yeah. Um, maybe a little bit, but it wouldn't. I wouldn't still be thinking about it days later. I guess I feel I feel embarrassed when someone comes over to the house and it. I guess I have some things about myself that I'm self-conscious about. And if it feels like I'm playing into them with my house, I always feel self-conscious. Like if someone comes over and like steps on a cat toy, (laughs) it's like, oh, yeah. Or, you know, if I have like some video game shit strewn around, then I'm like, oh, no, they saw that. And they are they are thinking about me in this way that I don't like people to think of me. Anyway, yes, that times a thousand. Yeah. So I don't know if that maybe you're like, oh, I'm worried that people think I'm. You know, I don't know, some sort of wet underwear person. <laughs> yeah. Underwear laundry exhibitionist. That's right. Like a like a sloppy person. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Who leaves their stuff around and doesn't care. Well, I think that what would be mortifying to me is just the mess, and that's what's been mortifying to me for the past five years. Now, John Roderick. Uh, you guys know who that is, right? Yeah, I spent some ice. He was our he was our guest at Sketchfest. Oh, nice. <laughs> a delightful he, man. He is delightful. One of my favorites. When we were in the old place, he used the bathroom and he came. This was a bathroom that was our guest bathroom and where Daniel bathed Elliot and where Daniel and like I Daniel's bathroom. The, yeah. 
we had a separation of bathroom in the old place. It was mm-hmm. kind of nice. Um, I can see how that how that would be. So yes. It would be great yeah. if you can arrange it. Sure. We have three bathrooms here. Yeah, but but there's a huge drop-off in quality between the master bath and the guest bath, so it's not happening this time, honey. <laughs> there was a drop-off. You're, you're not resigning yourself to, a, to an not, inferior bathroom. No. What's, re- what's bad about the other ones? Oh, well, the master... My underwear is in one of them. <laughs> the master... Sh- it's just a lot bigger, but the master shower is just... It, like, the other ones are tubs with showers, you know? And the master shower is like a walk-in. You know, it's just yeah. nicer. So. I uh, I lived with somebody I was dating really briefly, and, um, you know, and her philosophy was to save money, we should use the same shower products. Like, oh, we should just buy... Oh, wow. like a bad idea. Yeah, I that really didn't. Out. I mean, there, I, it was a, a very bad relationship for a lot of reasons, but also, but I mean, that in particular, I'm like, we should... Can we smell different? Can we... <laughs> do we have to smell like the same bottle of Rite Aid 3-in-1 bath gloop? Like, can we... Something. I, well, yeah. And that, and that doesn't well, save you money. It's not like you're taking a shower together and using half as much water. You're still going to use as much shampoo as you're going to use. Sure. Also, like, the products that the ladies use tend to be a lot more expensive. So... The savings is not that great because you're going through the expensive stuff twice as fast. Unless they're both using his stuff. Yeah. You guys I, think, no, I think the idea was just to use Rite Aid 3 in 1 bathroom. Yeah. Oh, it really was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, in that case, you should just get one of like to have at the gym, one of those like dispensers. Yes. Yeah, sure. You know, on the, on the wall. The gym I went to in New York had the best smelling shampoo. Mm. And I still wonder what it was. Mm. Like, that was my. Tr- this is a sad picture mm. of myself. I'm. I'm uh, painting but that was like my treat for making myself work out in the mornings was that i'd take a shower there and then like the rest of the day my hair would smell good I, that makes sense <laughs> i love it i don't uh i love it every time i run out of like a household cleaning product whether it's like bathroom hand soap or shampoo or shaving cream because it means i get to try a new kind mm. and i really get excited and sometimes <laughs> when i know i'm almost done with like a hand soap this might be my just me or everyone. Right. When I when I like, can see the hand soap getting kind of low, I'll like double up. Know, well, I was gonna say I'll just like swing by that section of the you know of the grocery store and like all right next time I'm here this <laughs> is gonna Spend be the out. hand soap. Now what if you buy one that you don't like? Do you make yourself use it all? I do. Yeah. Unless it's like really foul smelling. Or I had one where the um uh the splooter what splooches yeah, out I think that's the tube the, the yeah. dispenser the dis- sure yes <laughs> the pump the pump. I had one where the the pump was kind of shooting at it out at an irregular angle. Oh yeah, that was that's just a little no good. too inconvenient. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, mostly even if I'm not nuts about the scent, I'll try and I'll try and uh, use up the whole thing. So John Roderick, yes. used our guest Daniel Elliott bathroom and came out and he's like, it's very you know in his sort of methodical way, it's yes. very interesting. Your husband has all of his dress shirts hanging on a hook in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, I don't even like I wasn't even phased by it. Uh, we why were, did you? Why did you like hang? <laughs> why did you hang all your shirts in that bathroom? Not all of them, but because. Well, this was probably you guys hadn't unpacked yet, <laughs> so that would be year four that you lived there. Uh, because that's where the steamer is, and like it's just easier to have it be there. I had also like commandeered that closet. Yeah, the closet in that bedroom was a little bit, like, wonky. I don't know. I just didn't like... I didn't like using it. Yeah. It was... And and sometimes the steam from the shower can can get out some wrinkles on the shirt. 
it so saved zero. me valuable seconds in the morning, it, and, sure. and I was always running late, so it was just I could just get my shower, mm. boom, clothes are there, get dressed. I don't have to go to another room to do that. So, uh, you know, listen, if that's the thing that people were uh, noticing, then we're it's in good not, shape. It was the smell of dog urine they were noticing, I think. <laughs> right. All right. I got something to say, and then we're getting to the important topic of Jordan eating popcorn yes. out of his suitcase. Right. I need to talk to you about Joybird. They're an online furniture shopping destination. Um, it's custom furnishings and curated furnishings. Joybird believes that you should never settle when it comes to your home furnishings and that you should always have the freedom to be boldly original. From idea to reality, they empower you to create the space and furniture that brings you joy. Um, and if you go to their, go to joybird.com slash Rosen, it's mostly, I, I don't want to like, give too narrow a description of their stuff. But, well, actually, I was going to say mid-century modern, but here we go. From mid-century modern to contemporary classics, customizable in an amazing array of fabric choices from rich buttery leather and plush velvets to every color imaginable. So with Joybird, you get one-of-a-kind furniture made to your unique taste. Um, free personal design consultants to help you nail down the perfect design. Wide range of kid and pet friendly upholstery options available. If you look at the website, you'll want everything on it. It's like mm. really sharp looking. And I don't mean sharp, like bang your elbow on it. I mean, just like snazzy looking couches. Um, some like highly, some fairly styly, um, but not too much. And then also, a gift that I have wanted to get Daniel ever since we got together, but I don't know if I will, but if I wanted to, Joybird is a place I could go. You know the chair that um is her name Lorraine Bracco from Sopranos, the therapist? Uh-huh. The chair in her office. Melfi? Yes. I know that that's you That's a cool that's a cool chair. Yes. You covet that chair, and I've been looking for that chair for you for years. I don't that's, even know. I if think you, that's a probably pretty expensive chair. It is. But Joybird has a chair that looks very, very what? similar to it. I know. That's the kind of style that's for people cool. who are familiar with this particular chair. That's the kind of style that they have. Quality handcrafted furniture. See how Joybird is revolutionizing online furniture shopping. Create the furniture that brings you joy today at joybird.com slash Rosen. Go to Joybird, J-O-Y-B-I-R-D, bird like and I'm now stealing this from another podcaster whom I love. Bird like caca! <laughs> Joybird, J-O-Y-B-I-R-D dot com slash Rosen and receive an exclusive offer of 25% off your first order by using the code Rosen. Okay. It's Jackie Johnson who said that once in response to Bird being in one of her reads. Um, all right. Jordan. Yes. You don't normally unpack. I don't. So, okay. This time so you did. Here's, I, I unpacked this time, and here's here's you here's how I, I used the drawers, wow. and I hung up the shirts. Look at you. And I hung up the shirts. Like a real traveler. going to be photo ops. <laughs> um, uh, so, usually, the way in which I fail at packing is that I spend, you know, a day and a half planning my plane stuff. And to a certain extent, my, like, you know, relaxing in the hotel room stuff. So, you know, a yeah. couple of books. If I'm almost done with one, I have to, like, assume that I'll finish it and have something else to start. Maybe a couple of comics if I want to break. Maybe something video game related. Maybe a magazine, something I've been meaning to read. You're f- uh, oh, you're not on Instagram. Not on Instagram. That's the difference. Yeah. If you were, you wouldn't be so nervous because There's it would take up all your time. Just plow through Insta. Yeah. Get on that go-go in flight. Right. 
Um, well, actually, it often doesn't work on GoGo in flight, so I'm glad that you brought yeah. a small library. Yeah, and I am still a, uh, I don't, you know, uh, just probably for dumb reasons that don't matter, still like a hard copy media guy. I still like, I still buy physical books and comics sure. and magazines. I have not gotten the iPad e-reader uh, yet. Um, I just have like an annoying opinion that I like holding the physical thing. Uh, I enjoy well, holding the physical thing too. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, I, 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 if I, when I hear someone else advocating for that, I'm like, shut up, and I'm like, oh, but that's also me, <laughs> you know. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah, love it, love the, you know, turning down a page, making some notes, loading it out afterwards. But I find I like it because I like to be able to flip back. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's a little easier. Sure. But the convenience of not having to carry books around That's, is nice, too. That, to me, is the only reason yeah. I would go digital, because everything else is better physical. Yeah. So I I have a, you know, I will have a backpack full of, you know, nine things to do, and then I will get to my destination, and I will not have underwear. This happens <laughs> to me a few times a year. Have you uh, taped together pages from a comic? <laughs> I'd like strap them around myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, make my own Batman underoos. Um yeah, I usually just it just like ends with me like going to a Walmart in whatever the town I'm in. Not uh, the worst way to pass time. No, uh uh-uh. and I still have uh, going to a Walmart. Well, <laughs> That guess, I okay. <laughs> That's when the we worst were way in to Seattle, we had to make a trip to like a Target for some reason, right? Mm-hmm. Or a CVS or something. Oh, I, I also know. had to make a trip to Target because I didn't bring underwear to Bumbershoot. <laughs> oh, yeah. There yep. you go. You guys I, should never travel together. Yeah, I don't remember Bumbershoot undies. We went to Walmart in Kauai and that was... I. Walmart's never fun. I'm, that's, I'll just put that up there. <laughs> All right. So you go to Walmart or some such. Yeah, or a Walmart-like undies. place. Yes. And uh, yeah, and I still like, my drawers are still filled with my like emergency socks and undies from uh, <laughs> from like places. Anyway. Um, so yeah, it's, it's also nice, maybe a nice excuse to replenish some of that stuff. Get a new sure. pack. Um, anyway. So yeah, that is, but I always have, you know. 10 hours worth of reading material that I never end up getting to. Mm-hmm. Anyway. You, do you even make a dent in it? Uh, Yeah, usually. I mean, depending on how long the flight is and how much, like, hotel room time that right. I have. But yeah, I love to, you know, read a book in a hotel room or uh, watch some broadcast TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like oh, a, I love the local. Anyway. Oh, yeah. I love checking out the local news. Yeah. Love a Family Guy rerun. When we were on our last vacation, I watched a lot of network TV, which we don't watch anymore because of, you know, streaming. Sure. And it, I found it to be so comforting. There's yeah. something about it that is like, ah, oh, it's like comfort food. I have all I put on of it. local news when I'm around the house because yeah. I do just kind of like how it kind of, you know, massages my brain it in does. a really pleasant way. News anchor voices are neat. Just the rhythm of it, you know, and the cutting to this and then the teasing with the weather. And yeah. The, I don't know. Local whole- commercials, I think, too, are kind of like nice as opposed to national commercials. Right. And it kind of makes you feel like you live somewhere. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, this is my neighborhood or this is my city or this is I know where that place is, sort of. It's yeah. funny. L.A., I don't know it's, if it's still the case. Uh, it's been a long time since I've watched local news here. But there was always the the I think New York has this. Uh, where that you have the networks that have the local the local news that's very uh, metropolitan and it's like you know it feels like you're in a city right. and it's like you know very slick. But then you had Channel Five with KTLA, which was like it was almost like trying to package LA as a tiny little town and the stories were like there were some uh, swans in the parking lot at the you know and, and you <laughs> well, that's know, like New York one right yeah. where you're like. 
there are tons of stories they could have covered, and they chose something <laughs> right. that was Swans very small. Swans in the parking town. lot. Yeah, and they were deliberately making yeah. you feel like, and I always enjoyed that. You know, a, a local pie is cooling on a windowsill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're talking to all the hobos who are <laughs> drooling over that pie. <laughs> Just under the, under the hobo's name, it's local hobo. <laughs> all right. right. I know what you're doing. That's right. <laughs> we had a little bit of a debate. Yes. Uh, this is back... Around Thanksgiving, when I was making pumpkin pies, mm-hmm. and uh, Daniel said, "Not don't." I said, "I need to let it cool," and I forget who brought up the idea of letting it cool in a windowsill. Right, and I said, mm-hmm. "We can't because the birds will get it." And he's like, "The birds, the hobos will get it," and I'm like, "What?" It's birds that come get your pie. So then I took a very scientific poll on Instagram. Mm. People just kissing your ass. I won by like 52 or 56% birds, not hobos. Well, you won 56. Concern. You got 56%. You didn't win by 56%. Whatever. The wait, margin wait, so was... was there, did, you tip, did you tip in the no, poll which one you thought I was right? Absolutely you did not. Was, yeah, okay. So you maybe Daniel's theory about them kissing your ass is not true. <laughs> uh, fine. <laughs> but here, here, you're thinking, I don't even know the bird thing. Is that like a Disney thing? I don't know. Birds absconding with pies? It's always hobos that like smell it and they, they their feet yeah, the lift little, off And the, the little fingers of waft smell <laughs> come and grab them by their yes. nose and they Jeff float knows. through the air over to the pie. Get the, <laughs> they get the pie off the window. So yeah. yeah. So people were saying that in the city it's hobos, in the country it's birds. But then there was oh bears also. I think uh, hobos are more of a country phenomenon. Yeah, I believe yeah, it's yeah. more. Yeah. They're both because they ride the rails out there. Right yeah. now, where do you feel like you've seen hobos taking <laughs> pies out of windowsills? Because I guess it's a Disney thing for me. I don't know. Yeah, I feel I, like it's a trope. That like, is, yeah, I agree with you that I do think it's a trope. But I honestly cannot think of. Sp- I right. wouldn't be able to point to you a specific episode of right. you know like. Probably like Andy Griffith type stuff, like yeah. old TV shows. So wait, Jordan, you think the hobos taking your pie is a trope? Because I, I think do- birds taking your pie is a trope. I think realistically, you would have to worry about a bird taking your pie, or just get, getting in. Maybe not eating it. Not yeah. Maybe not taking it away, picking it right. up with their feet and taking it away. But I mean, if in in as far as tropes go. I think of hobos Thank being the you, yeah. main danger to window <laughs> pies. Interesting. Yeah. And then if you get into the cartoon realm, I think that was a trope in a lot of Looney Tunes. It was hobos, yeah. not birds. No, it, was, it would be an animal of some kind or right. another. Or Bugs Bunny. Yeah, Bugs Bunny. Um, yeah, this was how, when I invented that app, Hobo Butler, it was like the Uber for Hobo Butlers. The way that you get the hobo butler is to put the pie on the windowsill and then they come and then they're your butler it's a whole thing that sounds like a whole thing you looking for some seed money for that i couldn't get any huh. well, i'm sorry to hear that yeah but ahead of you were ahead of your time yeah <laughs> so oh, uh according to tvtropes.org yes it's in a yogi bear cartoon a okay. hobo or a bird well i assume well, yogi bear yogi. yeah oh okay and then also uh in a looney tunes with porky pig Porky Pig stole the the pie. Yeah. And well, then also in the fam in uh in the Family Guy. I'm curious oh. if anyone actually puts their pies in a windowsill to cool. Because it seems I mean, like you're balancing it on a sill. Like that just seems like a bad idea to be. Yeah, with. I mean it has right. It has. I, there's danger there. These are generally those old farmhouse type windows where they 
Yeah, maybe the sill is like a, a little flat. wider. You got a yeah. wide. If you have a wide sill, it's probably okay. For pie they used to build, yeah, a pie cooling sill. <laughs> they would build the windows in the kitchen for pie cooling, right? For yeah. yeah, to be like a little bigger than a pie. Yeah, so it's not just like one of our scoot around. Yeah, it's not one of our sills. So I am a person who usually, un- unless I'm there for like a night. Mm-hmm. If I'm somewhere for a night, I'll leave my stuff in my suitcase. But otherwise, I will, if I'm there for any considerable amount of time, I will unpack, uh, which I feel like is just a civilized way to do it. Sure. Until I heard Todd Berry on his, po- Todd Berry, who was one of the people I had on my podcast this past week, but I heard him on his podcast, an old episode of his podcast, saying, well, I could put my clothes in a dresser that's like filled with germs and a, bun- a ton of people have put their hmm. stuff in there, or I could leave it in my suitcase where I know where that's been. And I never really thought about it that way. Huh. Yeah. But I, I, I agree with you that it was nice in this trip where I did unpack. I did feel more civilized. I did feel like, yeah. you know, I was less frazzled. I don't know. It just like was a, it was a mental relaxer, you know? So yeah, I think I'm going to start unpacking. I think I am going to unpack that first five minutes I'm in there. At I the, liked it. It it like was emotionally soothing. Yeah. At the very least, hang your shirts. Hang yeah. your shirts is nice. Yeah. That makes you feel like a pro. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, easier to differentiate the dirties from the cleans. Yeah. Definitely. And I, I would argue that a dresser in a hotel room is probably pretty clean because I think nobody uses them. Yeah. That's, that is true. Maybe the, yeah, maybe the, uh, the, the suitcase is dirtier. Yeah. I'm yeah. not sure what is going to be in there that I would be afraid of. I mean, I think just with hotels, you just think come, right? You yeah. just you, you imagine that uh, local news story the where the black diseases. light uh, goes over the motel room. So. In Brooklyn, um, where I lived years ago, and I loved my time there, I like it's been an evolution to get to this point where I'm like, I can buy new furniture, right? Because you know when you graduate college you just get a couch off the street or salvation army or something like i remember you lug it from apartment to apartment until you die i remember my sister and me getting a couch sister and i i don't know um when we lived together in new york and we got it at a thrift shop and it sucked and then i like made a vow the next couch i get is going to actually have support Mm -hmm. um so we we got a couch from macy's but anyway um, when I moved to Brooklyn, there was this secondhand vintage, yeah, I guess vintage, like secondhand furniture shop on the corner mm. that had really cute stuff though. So I, um, I needed a bunch of stuff. So I got like a, um, what did I get? A, a couple nightstands and you know, that pink secretary thing that you're oh, yeah. like, why do you want to keep this? That was from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, one of the nightstands, when you open the drawer, it really smelled like poop. Hmm. <laughs> and I was like, it's so funny. It must be something about the wood. Um, right. I'm glad just, you thought it was humorous. Yeah. It's just like, what a curious thing. Like, yeah. it smells intensely like shit. And for some reason, it's been on my mind lately. The shit stand. Yeah. It, like, I've been thinking about it lately. I don't know why. You're, try- you're finally figuring out that someone probably did shit in it. Yeah, it's just occurred to me that, like, why did I not go to the more obvious? Like, I have no idea what happened to make it smell like poop, right. but it probably involved poop. It could have been. <laughs> yeah, someone probably pooed in there. <laughs> it could have been one of those, um, you know, northern 
poop uh, trees. California poop trees. That's true. Yes, yeah. sure. The wood. Allison's the googling. wood from the poop tree. Allison's googling which wood smells the most like poop. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, noble pot- shit spruce. Yeah. <laughs> pine but only if somebody shits on it yeah <laughs> uh you know there's a two i left it in new york i didn't bring it with me there's a you know i think people who people who take pride in like not buying new stuff because uh, i was that absolutely for you know until very recently i was a get it from a thrift store get it from the side of the road get it from a craigslist guy and you it's know. like the furniture version of if you're going to a city, you crash with a friend. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And I think they're, you know, I think some people are very good at that. Some people are good at doing flea markets and estate sales and they know, you know, kind of how to, you know, how to game that system. But I don't think I ever did. And I just spent so much time making apologies for my shitty stuff <laughs> yeah. and like convincing myself and the people at my house that it was as good as a couch <laughs> that maybe would have cost a hundred bucks more, but... Yeah. You know, you, right, didn't make you feel like there was sand on you when you sat on it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I definitely, like, spent a lot of time making apologies. I just had to admit to myself, hey, I'm not, I don't, I'm not great at this. I should just right b- spend a little bit more and buy new stuff. But I know there's also an element to that of being a, you know, an entertainment person who does fine but not spectacular as you feel like you're life could crumble, crumble around you right. in a second. Sure. Right. And that stuff can be expensive. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're poor, um, those are fine options, right? Like, you know, look, you do what you got to do. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah. And it definitely like started out of necessity for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But there's, there's that point where you, your income, <clears throat> you haven't caught up to your income sure. in your mind. So you can't afford these things, but you're still in that like that state of mind yeah you're like but maybe i won't or right you know maybe i'll break my leg and you know anyway right and and so then it's like you decide okay i can buy this couch and it feels like my god i'm really stepping out like am i gonna be able to afford this (laughs) even a cheap new couch if you've only bought secondhand couches even a cheap new couch is a huge leap in terms of price from a secondhand couch. Well, yeah, so or from a from a curb couch. Yeah, from I do a want free to say, couch. Like there are people who take advantage of this, and those people are the people who sell futons and <laughs> okay. they con the poor into thinking that it's a oh this is a couch. It's not a couch. It's also not a bed. It's a nothing. <laughs> it's an uncomfortable nothing. It's the and worst of both worlds. You are wasting your money. I had you a, might as well. I slept on a futon for like embarrassingly long after college, I and I was just like, I like a harder sleeping service. <laughs> I like this. Right. I this is what I want. I, I want this. I this like is sleeping. Good. I like the feeling of sleeping <laughs> on a bunch of uneven laundry. Yeah, <laughs> I like slats. I like the feel of <laughs> slat in my back. It's really good. Like a back slat. (laughs) Wait, Daniel, I didn't know about your futon years. Well, right out of college. I mean, you know, it's like you don't have any money. And then some guy on the street corner is like, hey, kid, have you heard about the the oriental uh, invention of the futon? Everybody's doing it. They've been sleeping on these for millennia. (laughs) Why do you think they live so long? Sure. Uh, no, and it's just like Japanese uh, people right out of college. (laughs) It's like for $80, you check two things off your list. Yeah. But yeah. You check nothing off your list. I remember in college, people had futons in their dorm room, and I was like, that is a cool adult way to live. Yeah. I just had an extra long twin. Yeah. Well, and you can move them around, too. You could fold them in thirds and actually shove them in a car or schlep them around yeah. as opposed to a mattress and box spring. Did, Ev, did you have one, Jeff? I only got one when I moved out here for that reason, just because 
I need Who knows something. when you need to take your bed with you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just thought, well, this is cheap and convenient, and it's going to be easy for me to move, and I got it. Um, and it was it was okay. It was never great. Yeah, I did but, buy mine uh, in college. I, I got rid of it as soon as I could. Yeah, because you end up waking up like with a sore belly. Like, Why do I feel so terrible every morning? Yeah, yeah. And they're not comfortable as couches. That's what I remember no, is like they, trying to watch Friends, which was what we watched <laughs> at the time. Yeah, and just being like I. I'm sinking yeah. down. I'm sliding down. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. You know what is extravagant, but at an affordable price point? Brooklinen sheets. Mm. These are the best sheets. You spend a third of your life in sheets. Um, you need a bedding upgrade for you or your loved one. I love my Brooklinen sheets. I sleep better on them. I don't know why. I mean, I know like they feel great, but I don't know why I'm just like... Well, I guess that's the promise of Brooklyn. You will sleep better on them. Um, Brooklyn and Sheets were named the winner of the best of online bedding category by Good Housekeeping. 30,000 plus five-star reviews, more than any other online bedding company. Half a million happy sleepers and, count- sleepers and counting. And they have all different kinds of styles. You can mix and match. They have duvets. They have... You know, they've got the, the whole suite of stuff, um, and it's all super high quality and very comfortable and durable and well-made, and it's like the best, like, hotel linen, um, and that's actually where the idea came from. This The husband and wife team who created them were in a hotel. They loved the sheets. They When they were checking out, they asked the people, hey, you know, where are these sheets from because we want to get some, and they looked, and they were, like, some ridiculous astronomical price for sheets, and 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 they're like idea there's got to be a way to cut out the middleman and to get sheets that are this good quality into people's hands at an affordable price point and now they've done it my brooklyn and sheets are the best most comfortable sheets i've ever slept on now it's time for your upgrade brooklinen.com is giving an exclusive offer just for my listeners get $20 off and free shipping when you use promo code best friend at brooklinen.com brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their sheets comforters and towels come with a lifetime warranty the only way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use promo code best friend at brooklinen.com that's b-r-o-o-k-l-i-n-e-n.com promo code best friend Brooklinen, these really are the best sheets ever. Okay, something came up a while ago that I have had on my list that I have wanted to get to for some time now. And now is that time. I left my underwear at your house with my name in them. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) No, it is that Daniel confessed to me that when he was young, we were were reminiscing about the old days of the life. Where is this going? (laughs) It's going to the library. We were reminiscing about the old days of going to the library. Yes. Um, and he was like, and do you remember how you could call them up and ask them any question? Oh, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> any question? He used them, them as, research he used them huh. as his own personal Google, pre-Google. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was completely unfamiliar with this, yeah. and I was wondering I, if you guys are familiar with this. Jeff seems to be. Yes, there's a book that librarians used to use. They still publish it. It's a, a really thick book with just a bunch of facts in it. Why and don't we all have this? Well, I guess we don't need it now. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's huge and uh, kind of not useful anymore. But yeah, librarians, they would have a reference desk and you could call them up and say, oh, uh, hey, I, I want to know what's the population of Bismarck and they would tell you. That's they would, so cool. They would actually, yeah, that is cool. I, I mean, I don't know if it's just a Tucson thing, but they would go a step further than that even where if you could 
like I had the thing I remember uh, the most is like I was a big fan of Twin Peaks as we've talked about, and I wanted to send a letter uh, to uh, David Lynch and Mark Frost begging them for swag, uh-huh. and um, but of course I had no idea where to send it, so I called the public library and asked the librarian to see if she could find out their address for me, and she did. Wow, really? Yeah, but but using it, the, that book that we were talking no, about? No, they would what they would do is they would write your question down <laughs> yeah. and then they would be like, "All right, they would I'm mail it look to it Santa. Call me back or I'll call you back. I forget how it worked." And uh yeah, guess what? I didn't get any swag. Nah, but you do you think that. your letter got to them? No. I'm envisioning them writing it down and then sticking it on one of those like desk spikes. That you see well, in oh, yeah, paper so in the old days. This or maybe is, putting it in a tube and there's a there's Oh a, a pneumatic whole, tube. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's then, a suction tube. And it ends up at the bank. Yeah, right. <laughs> like what I, do we do with this? The address she gave me was for the production company and not them specifically. So gotcha. it went to it went to Propaganda Films, which was one of the producers. Uh, How old were you? Seventeen. Okay. Yeah. So y- you just alone wanted to know if they had any merch that they could send you? I thought this was like you were working for something. Uh, I, <laughs> yes, please go story. into the whole thing. I uh, would work uh, at the public access TV station at, in Tucson, Tucson Community Cable Corp. What's up? And uh, <laughs> I did, and I would do all sorts of shit there. And one of the, so TCCC. That's right. And one of the things I wanted to do was have a show that was like Twin Peaks related game show. <laughs> And I wanted swag to give away oh, okay. as gifts, uh, but the show was canceled, and so that was that. But wait, your game show was canceled? Yeah, that's right. It got the, ne- the network executives at TCCC canceled the show, <laughs> but it no. got to the point where it could be canceled. No, no, Twin Peaks was canceled. Oh. <laughs> Twin Peaks was canceled. Right. So the need for an accompanying game show was <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was it was it would be a little no bit need, of a no need. yeah. It wouldn't work as well. But had they greenlit your show otherwise? Oh, the beauty of it public access just is just about Twin Peaks. Everything is greenlit in public access yeah. as long as you get uh put your name on a list. Sure. <laughs> and are willing to show up at 4 in the morning. <laughs> the, yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. There was some crazy shows on that. Um. Yeah. What? Uh. What was like? Did you have any other ideas? What was your secondary no, idea I other didn't. than just Twin Peaks game show? Uh, that was. I was. Uh, yeah. That was. I wasn't really interested in doing shows. That's not right. why I was there. You just wanted a t-shirt. I wanted to learn. I wanted to just learn the sort of uh, right. technical elements of of how all that worked. Blah blah blah. Who was but, the weirdest local yokel on the oh, station? Jesus. There was a guy. His name was Israel 666. And he. <laughs> Sounds like a cool dude. Oh, yeah. This guy, he was a roofer by day. <laughs> and he had 666 tattooed on his forehead. Wow. And he, his whole reason for existing was to piss off Christians. Sure. And he would like. And to, his, you know, provide roofing assistance. Yeah. And so he would hey. like pour pig's blood over his head. Oh, my God. And he, wow. would, he would go to like the University of Arizona campus and, and ha- you know, have a cross and he would just say all this crazy shit. He named his kids the, the Sixlets oh and they boy. would go with him to this shit. <laughs> he was, Did he have six of them? No. Mm, no. Not, not enough commitment. But yeah. he was he was f- funny and crazy. Uh, I mean, yeah. Do you think there's YouTube clips of this guy? 
I've looked it up. I haven't. Yeah. There's like articles about him. Okay. You know, you could find him out there, but he was a real local personality. There was just, it was just funny because most of this stuff was, uh, you know, the, the phones, first of all, the phones were unscreened. People would have talk shows where right. they'd take calls, but the only people who even knew or would watch public access cable were like stoners yeah like kids who were there to dick on it or other insane people never a call that had anything to do with the topic it was always just someone going (laughs) some stupid thing and that was always hilarious and fun um i don't know there's nothing else really notable but uh good memories i was in austin for south by southwest in like 1990 five or six i want to say and um i had we were staying at someone's house it was a there was like a group of us all from this one magazine excuse me and we were a a friend of one of the of the editor of the magazine we were staying at his house in austin and it was this guy ed it was his house and i just remember in the airport them like everyone seemed to know of Ed, and they're like, "That guy's been on fire one too many times," which I just, <laughs> been on fire. Yeah, so I I didn't know what it meant, but I thought it meant like he has like been fired up, right? Like a Texas yeah. slogan or like, something yeah. like "Knee high to a dog whistle." Yeah, or like yeah, toasty. He's just gotten passionate about some cause one too many times, right? But he literally had been set on fire. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't, I don't <laughs> By know people what he, trying to kill him. No, no, I feel like it was like some sort of art project gone wrong okay. or something, but I just remember Jeez. he wore like a full body stocking to cover his burns. And I had just broken up with this guy that I was obsessed with. Israel 666. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. This, uh, this, Is there a Mrs. Israel 666? <laughs> this bass player of a ska band. And, oh, yeah. Those, uh, those guys are trouble. Yeah. And so the room, and it was this really cool house. And the room that I was in was next to um, one of the other guys from the magazine on the publishing side. And I feel like they get biz a little more. Sure. And he had some some... I feel like he probably had a girl in every port, but he definitely had one in Austin. And so I was sleeping in this room and I was listening to them having sex all night. And it was just like way too much for my heartbroken. Sure. Yeah. And weirdly, I felt like I felt like a little kid. Um, Like there's too much sex. And right. Yeah. It's scary. People are catching on fire. Right. But I remember we were watching public access TV and there was some show, I believe it was called Baked Master Fried. And I'm mentioning it because I'm, I'm polling the ARIYNBF audience because I feel like someone out there is like, oh, my God, I know what you mean. I could Google it, and I'm going to do that, too. But Austin, Texas, Public Access, Baked Master Fried, and also, do you know Ed, who's been on fire one too many times? Let us know. Was this a potato game show? No, it was a talk show, but they would take calls and they would say baked master fried. It was huh. like they're it was right. like they're calling people carbs. Okay. Really. <laughs> I think so. I, yeah. I don't oh, remember him looking do we have exactly a photo like of that. Israel it looks like he's wearing Yeah, that tracks. It looks like he's from Guar. He wouldn't really wear yeah, he'd take his shirt off a lot, as I recall. He uh he looked a little like Charles Manson. I think that was by design. Yeah. Um yeah. 
A-R-I-Y-N-B-F show at gmail.com is where you write in to let us know. And while I'm polling the audience, I have another question. Mm-hmm. Um, I also asked this on Childish, the podcast that I do with Greg Fitzsimmons. Uh, and now Daniel has pointed out, oh, so you talk about the same things. No, they're highly different. <laughs> However, this one, I need to canvas that audience and my audience. I'm sure there's a lot of overlap. But I just there's a few stragglers who I'm only going to catch on each one, which I, I've got to ask it on both of them. Mm. Daniel and I took a tour of the hospital last night. Very excited to have this little guy. This is a different hospital. Different hospital, yeah, because we moved and we have a different doctor now. The first fellow. The first fellow, yeah. Uh, But this hospital, the the labor and delivery room, which is the room where you have the baby, and then the maternity ward room, which is where you go to recover afterwards, Mm -hmm. they are both very small. And they, at, at Cedars, which is where we had our, had Elliot, the labor and delivery room was like actually very big. And the labor big delivery view. room is a lot smaller at this new hospital, but the maternity room is only a little bit smaller. Yeah, that was pretty like depressing in both places. But anyway, uh, my mind started like working overboard. Like, how can I game the system to get a bigger room? Yeah. And I don't even think they have bigger rooms. Like, who can I tip? Like, as if this is a hotel. <laughs> it is right. not. So I have a twofold question, and it's obnoxious. The, part one is obnoxious. <laughs> If any labor and delivery nurses or hospital people, we should ask your mom. She works in a hospital. Like how do you get the, the, yeah. the extra is, good service? How it, If it were po- <laughs> mm. How do I get an upgrade? If it were possible to get a better room, what would in- make you inclined to give us Folks, one? you need to understand, Allison... You're making me sound so unlikable. But well, I do Allison know- is always angling. I don't think this is unlikable. You're always trying to figure out how to get upgrades when we go to a hotel. Yeah. So we, I don't, maybe once we've gone to a hotel where the first room we went to is the room we end up in. We, there's always like some. How, sw- how do you swing that? You oh, call them and you say, like, oh, this, this fan is weird, one. and yeah. then they give you something nice? You don't always complain. You just uh, at, say, like, yeah, this room's you know is okay, but we're wondering if you might have anything a little bit bigger. Da, 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 da. Sure. I'm willing to to pay more for. Sometimes you say that, and then also there's like tipping involved. Right. Sometimes it sometimes it's like, oh, that was a waste of money because that went nowhere. Hmm. A lot of but times. Then, yeah. No, but but oftentimes it's like, look what we lucked into. I would say one thing we learned, and this was kind of by this was not by design. Um, when we flew to Hawaii, we should we should I give this one away? Sure. We brought a box full of those lint chocolate truffles and gave them to the 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 flight flight attendants. And the whole flight, different flight attendants were coming up to us. Are you the ones? And we were getting, I didn't want to drink, but they were offering me drinks. Like they were. How did that look so, to the people sitting next to you? One, I don't I know. I think it made us look like we were like VIPs. Yeah, oh, I got VIPs yeah. in coach, in coach <laughs> with no extra. I got rim. a cup of nuts from first class. Yeah, Whoa, first class, nuts. first class nuts. First class nuts. Honestly, if you want free food, oh, they can you, suck my nuts. <laughs> give them chocolate. I had just done it because it was our first flight. Yeah, we had a kid with and we Elliot, just to say and sorry. I, I That's was nice. just like, "This is our first flight with a toddler. I hope it goes it well. I brought something for it you." It might not go over if you don't have a kid because then it seems like you're. No, so I think I, they this were is, so I, appreciative. I this is a move my sister does on every flight. She always buys something and gives it to the flight attendant. They were so appreciative. They can't huh. officially like take tips. Right? Like, they, they've said, but so this like, is like so. Candy is yeah, usually the like way to go. Candy. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. So huh. that's my second question. 
Um, if you're late, this is my non-obnoxious question. Labor and delivery nurse, what kind? So we brought C's candy for the nurses last time, and they seemed like not very excited by that. And then one of them's like, "Yeah, we're all on a diet." I'm like, "Oh, whoa!" I know C's is good. I know C's candies are great. Uh, so, and I thought it would be better to give them something packaged as opposed to like homemade. I'm going to ask my mom because I think yeah. f- from just growing up with my mom who worked in hospitals, like they're always on. They're always on diets. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if chocolates in a hospital, maybe. I don't know, though, because I had heard, like, I feel like it's not that unusual to bring the nurses something if you're having a baby. Like, I feel like people do that, but I just don't quite know what, like, so here's my question, labor and delivery nurses. What kind of item would you appreciate? And this is not about getting room. This is just about me saying thank you for helping me have this baby. Like, what would you, what would you want? Would a box, you, also, of, a a box of granola tub, bars. Then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What would you? Like, what would you genuinely cookies. appreciate? Would you take something homemade? Would you prefer something packaged? All these questions. Yeah. A r i y n b f show at gmail.com is where you go for that. Um. I mentioned that I'm on Patreon, patreon.com slash Patreon. Rosen is where you go. All sorts of fun stuff. We've got a live stream coming up. Um, get a glimpse of the hole in our ceiling hmm. and our snazzy backyard that's going to be mowing pretty soon. Uh, and uh, and listen to Childish. Childishpod.com is where you go for that. Or just wherever you get your podcast. It's just called Childish, but Childish Pod is our website. Okay. Uh, let's do Just Me or Everyone. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? <laughs> okay. Now this one is like a brain mm. twister. All right. Nightcloud says, I've never not made pancakes and did not regret it immediately after. I think what he's I've saying is... I've always made I've podcasts and regretted it. Pan- pancakes. I've never... I think he's saying every time he chooses not to make pancakes, he he's always like, damn, I should have made them. Yeah. Right? Uh, I, boy, I love pancakes. So any if this is anti-pancake, I disagree. And if it's pro-pancake... No, I think it's pro-pancake. Well, then I agree. Should we... So read it again. I've never, not, I've never not made... I've never pan- not made pancakes... And did not regret it immediately after. That's like a triple negative. Yeah. I've never not made pancakes. And I've not never Okay, so he so, he, so he's always he's not, not making, making he's yes. he's yes. not making pancakes. Yes. Yeah. It's oh, pro yeah. pancake. Pro cake. So he's had a moment of considering pancakes. I decided against it and then he thinks it was the wrong decision. That's right. Yeah. Yes. I um am recently into trying to figure out how to make great pancakes. Yeah. They're um, tough. Pancakes are one of those things where it's often you'll crave it and then often also disappointed. Boy, I don't know. Disagree. I feel like every... I I don't know. I don't feel like I've ever eaten a pancake and gone, nah. (laughs) I've made made some bad pancakes. Okay. If they're too cakey, I think is the the problem. Getting the chemistry and the texture and the temperature of the pan. I recognize that some are inferior, that there are better ones, and that you, you know, but like, I don't know, even the bad ones, (laughs) right? Even the bad ones, you're like, fuck, yeah. Terrible ones. Like ones that are just gummy yeah you're you're how i am with donuts like i'll yeah. eat any goddamn donut but you I, know what I did the other day to just a just a batch of basic ass pancakes just a fucking scoop of basic ass kroger peanut butter like, like oh interesting like 
do it for a little bit, flip it, and then dollop that fucking oh wow dollar ninety nine peanut butter in there and flip it back. Oh boy, oh <laughs> that does sound good. Oh mommy. Um, <laughs> now was that umami or oh mommy? Oh mommy. Yeah, no. Yes, no, not, not the, the not, not the, the sixth flavor. The, the fifth taste. The <laughs> yeah. sixth taste. Anyway. Yeah, I'm definitely on a quest to figure out exactly the perfect because I made pancakes last weekend. And I was like, "Oh, these are really good." What the fuck was you different? don't and you don't know what you did? I think I do know what I did, and I upped the egg quotient. Mm. Here's here like are the, the more egg in it, the better the pancake. Is. As far as I know, these are these are where I've had problems: is getting the dry ingredients measured very correctly because uh-huh. they'll go, they'll go sideways on you real fast. Uh, and then a hot pan, making sure the pan getting is real, fully yeah, yeah, yeah. heated mm-hmm. and nice and hot. Yeah, because the first ones always come out a little weird, right? For some reason, no matter how those hot are, the pan you is. just throw them out. Well, I eat them, but little uh, little dollop of vanilla extract in there too. You guys Ooh. do that? Oh yeah, yeah, Ooh, that's, yeah. that's nice. Idea. You got. It. I um, I don't. I mean, this might be a little early to tease this, but <laughs> I am going to be. I have invented a new kind of pizza. Oh boy! Whoa! And I am going to figure out how to make it, and then I will be. Uh, broadcasting that on Instagram stories. So, so you have wait, you, it's a new pizza that you have not made yet. A new pizza nobody has Whoa. made. So this is a theory. It's a pizza theory. It's I a have theory a theory about a kind of pizza <laughs> and I am determined to figure out how to, it's a very s- Is it subtle, not an English muffin? Because that's been done. No, no. <laughs> it's a very subtle tweak on the classic. Are you going to share what it is? No. Oh, really? I'm teasing. Are you going to tell them tell, the name of where you're going to t- sell it? Give us a hint. What, what it, what? <laughs> I don't remember. What I, did I say it was like, what was the name of the... It was like Daniel's Burnt Cheese Cheese Pizza Cheese Emporium or something. Snuckulos. But it was not burnt That's cheese. That's not what it was. It wasn't that. It wasn't burnt cheese and it wasn't... that. Was it it had the word cheese in it a lot. It, okay. She's t- she, well, consider it, me it cheese. I'm do, curious. It has to do with the cheese. <laughs> That's all so it's say. a pizza with cheese on it. Uh, it's I don't so know much. This is, it's innovative. So much, it is. It's so much more. It's more, but it starts with cheese. Finesse than just more cheese. Two kinds. What? No. What direction is this? Is this a improvement on all right, the I'll traditional just pizza? Just tell us. <laughs> so you made them crack. The the to it's me too good not to one share. of the one of the greatest things is cooked cheese. Like if you're eating a lasagna, or right? Daniel's cooked cheese. Just stop it. <laughs> if you're eating, if you're eating a lasagna, you want yeah. that corner piece. Unless you're a maniac and you want the middle piece, which just go away. Yeah, you want that corner piece because it has the most amount of cheese that's been up against the glass mm-hmm, or right. whatever, and mm-hmm. is cooked. And yeah, because that's the best. Isn't there a kind pan that does that where every slice has a corner? Isn't oh, there really? A pan yes. with a squiggle in it. I know they have that for brownies. Like you, okay. can, there's like a squiggle brownie. So with <laughs> pizza, s- similarly, the cheese that is like. At the crust area is always better than the cheese that's in the middle. Yeah, you like the gooey cheese, but like that's the best. But there's so little of it. Mm-hmm. So what I'm doing, and then the crust. Yeah. yeah, you might eat it, but it's always like a like if you just a handle. You're you're like eating it, and I'm I'm just getting full on dough right, right. now. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get it'll be smaller. I'm going to get. A uh, those things that you a springform pan a springform pan that you make like cheesecakes with that go around and I'm going to put the dough down in it I have to figure out the bottom how to make sure that it's nice and crispy and then I'm going to have that cheese go 
right to the edge. An infinity edge pizza. An infinity edge cheese. Oh, shit, man. I was so skeptical get, at first. This sounds like a really good idea. Yeah, and then you get the crust all around the fucking edge of yeah, cooked cheese. That'll probably that work. That sounds good, right? That'll probably work. That's a good idea. Because, like, deep dish... If it's deep dish at a chain, it's bullshit because it's just too much dough. And if it's Chicago, that's just casserole. It's got the tomato sauce on the top. You're not getting the cooked cheese. Right. So with this, you could do feasibly a thin crust pizza. But then also have the cheese go right to the edge. My man. How are you? (laughs) I mean, you're you're, you're just in this. You're you're just assuming you're going to have greasy hands. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, you, you got to probably fold it. I'm not sure. We'll have to do a little R, D, R&D. Yeah. And but, but nobody you... will complain about that. No. Because they'll be getting, eating. Yeah. I mean, awesome I, I would be prepared. Yeah. I just I'm, I'm wondering if <laughs> you've considered this factor. Yeah, I have. I think it's either going to be like, a, look, you eat it with a fork situation or you uh, you bend it and you. Uh, it, by the way, if there's some um, person out there who's got VC capital and you're going to think of starting up a chain, I. I know every person who listens to this podcast. I will track you down. I will mm. sue your ass. <laughs> if someone beats you to it. Yeah. Um, I just remembered Daniel's cooked cheese emporium or whatever that. Cheeseopolis. Cheeseopolis. <laughs> yes. I think that related to a quesadilla. Yes. That was my quesadilla, which is also fantastic. What you do with the quesadilla is you put the tortilla down on a hot pan. Get it real hot. Throw it down there. Get this it warm. This is the Quants method for tortillas. This is the Quants idea. <laughs> and you you sprinkle the cheese on it, right? And you get it after the tortilla is really hot but not crispy yet. Then it, it sticks to the tortilla. You flip it so that the cheese is on down on pan side. You just give it a couple seconds and then you, you have to kind of grab it and then flip it back over. And then the the melted cheese on the pan seals to the tortilla. Sure. You flip it. Now you've got crispy cheese on the outside of your folded tortilla. And where are you going to sell it? At the Quantsitsa Cheeseopolis Emporium. I don't know. I don't think, because I remember saying it screams Mexican food. It screams authentic Mexican food because there was nothing that indicated Mexican Listen, food. Listen, I'm working it. on the title. Anyone okay. has a good name, let me know. <laughs> Senior Quances. Cheeseopolis. <laughs> but I got to get the pizza in there too. I oh, don't yeah. Know. Okay. Mary says, annoyed when people always ask, are you going to get engaged every time I go on a trip with my boyfriend? Never is this a good question for an unwed gal. I would agree. Yeah. Because it just, which is not, it's, it's the, just curiosity from other people, but it just highlights what's what you've, what's not happening in your life, and you might be fine with it, but the question makes you feel like you shouldn't be fine with it. And you're probably worried about it anyway, and now it's like, oh, now other people are also worrying about it. Yeah, I, I don't, yeah, don't ask people that. Don't, yeah, don't, don't get up in people's shit. Right. James Leroy <laughs> Wilson says, wait for one second though. I have to, I have to go back and say. Do you remember the when you graduated, when people would be like, oh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do after graduation? Oof, yeah. That was the worst question to ask. Yeah. Well, because who does something immediately e- after? Yeah. Meaningful. Like, I don't after, know. Like, gonna, I don't know. I'm going to fuck breakdown. around for a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to get stuff lined up. After yeah. College. I'll probably move to only, a bad city and have to move back home for a little bit after I run out of money. Poop dresser. Yeah. 
I'm going to sleep on a bad futon. <laughs> oh, I'm going to uh, get a really bad job. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. get a terrible job. I'm going to fuck some real psychos. Yeah. And, uh, you know. I'm going to struggle for about 10 years. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have a rude awakening realizing that I wasn't really prepared for anything and I don't know anything. Yeah, I'm going to puke in some weird places. <laughs> oh, yeah, planter in New York. Okay, sure. Me, and also your shoulder in a van. Yeah. Um, and also a cab. Sure. Me, uh, embarrassingly, the bathroom of almost every improv theater in LA. <laughs> yeah. My greatest shame. Well, <laughs> top five shames. Uh, but there w- were always those people who were recruited into like financial jobs right. straight out of college. Mm-hmm. And I always felt bad. Not, I mean, maybe they were, maybe they were lucky, sure. but like they seemed to always start their job like six days after graduation. And yeah, that always don't feel like a, bad for them. My, uh, my friend who did that, he ended up retiring at 32 or something. Hmm. I sure. feel like that's the exception. I feel like they, usually they end up going a whole nother direction with their life. I could be wrong. If, yeah. Yeah. I, I think there know. are, there's like a, there is a culture of those types of people, people who's like, who go to the same college as their family and who right. get into the family business. And I think that is, if you are in that culture, asking a kid that is is just something you do. But right. I think, uh, that is rarer these days. Yeah. But I think that I have now crossed the age line where I might accidentally ask someone that question. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, a good thing can, I'm getting I, back in touch with how odious that question is. I think you can <laughs> ask a more vague, like, you could say, well, are you planning to stay in blank city where you're going yeah, to college? Are you going to move sure. to another city? Are you going to travel? Like... That's okay. But, you know, like what job? I just think that's not that's not fair. Yeah. Okay. James Leroy Wilson says, when I break down boxes after unpacking and take them to recycling, I'm thinking something's going to happen and I'll need these in a few weeks. We have always held on to all of our, all of our boxes. Never needed them. Right. And I think we got rid of them this time. Well, we did get rid of them. That, like a few of them. <laughs> Yeah, actually, today is the first time uh, when Ray was like, oh, do you have like a big cardboard box for something we need? Nope. So it's the only time we've ever wondered. What do you need one for? Uh, We're going to mount the TV and we were thinking, oh, we could just cut out the size of the TV and then move it around without having to actually put the TV up. Oh, that's smart. But I have this one big time. I, I will hang on to a box for a while thinking i should hang on to this there might mm-hmm. there might be a need for this this is a good size box i like this box this one's small this one's big and then eventually i just get disgusted <laughs> yeah. just throw them all out <laughs> right yeah i don't uh, i don't know i do not keep a lot of stuff i was i think i was condoing before it was cool mm-hmm. um uh so yeah i definitely if something has been sitting for a couple of days i usually uh, you know, take it to the Goodwill or recycle it or something. Yeah. Smart. Mm. Jeff, have you watched Tidying Up with Marie Kondo yet? I feel like you would like it. No, I haven't. Maybe you would like My it. My place is a, is a disaster now. It just, it looks like a bomb went off. And now, <laughs> Jordan, I don't know if you get this, but I'll have a box and I'll say, okay, you've had, you've run out your statute of limitations. <laughs> I haven't found a use for you. I'm going to throw you out. And the second I move it, it becomes my cat's favorite box. <laughs> yeah. And then I can't get rid uh, yeah. of it. Yeah, no, that's true. If the cat likes to play with something, I'll keep it around yeah. for sure. Uh, okay. Mrs. Ellis 3D says, as I type the various smiley face emojis, I often catch myself making the same face. I don't think I do mm. that. <laughs> but no. if I'm looking at photos, sometimes I'll make the same expression 
as like the person in the photo. Okay. Just without thinking about it. You know what would be a good, they need to have this emoji is the chef's kiss. Yeah. I feel like you can kind of manually put that together with the kiss emoji and the okay. But I do think that is, uh, that is a, something that that should just be standard. Just be like a, yeah. Cause so often you're just like, Oh, that was perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Very useful. (laughs) But I like your workaround. Like, yeah. Oh, I think I, I maybe I even stole that from Nick Weiger. I think that maybe is a Nick Weiger. If, yeah. if he didn't invent that, it's definitely one of his one of his go tos. <laughs> uh, you know what? There's a there's a pretty uh, there's a pretty reasonably accessible uh, GIF of Meryl Streep clapping that I think is really oh, good. Another one. Uh, yeah. yeah. This is a very popular GIF. It's very useful. Uh, yeah. I mean, most on most GIF keyboards, you'll see Streep clapping, and I think that that the that fills some of that it does void. it does what's a gif keyboard uh just you know just anything that can produce a gif okay. um i think most most phones have them now if you you know there's some alternate ones if you don't feel like the gifs that come standard are mm-hmm. enough um, i on twitter you can get to gifs yes but can you just get it to gifts from just texting is there somewhere are there gifs on my phone that i don't know about oh i don't let's see so i downloaded one Ouch. <laughs> I'll buzz market for Tenor, the GIF keyboard, uh, which has a lot of good stuff in it. Yeah, with messages you can. Yeah, right? I think with your you I think can... with texting there's it's maybe it's called something weird. Where? Right. Where is it? You know what? We can do this not on uh, showtime. Yeah. Um not during This is a visual. <laughs> okay. Chode to Joy says Good name. Every time I make a phone call at work, I have to stop myself from starting. This is Dwight Schrute from the Dunder Mifflin Paper Company. Okay, that is just you. <laughs> yeah, just, I don't know. I do. Uh, I have my I have my version of that. I kind of want to go ahoy hoy every time I uh, pick up the phone. What's so that Mr. from? Uh, Mr. Burns. Okay, mm. Joanna McDee says, am I the only one who feels like I've beaten the system when the Google ads totally don't apply to me? Today, it's trying to sell me plastic surgery for eyelids that's clearly aimed at people of Asian descent. Note, I'm not Asian, just mirror everyone. I totally agree with this. I get so excited when Facebook dishes me up completely inappropriate ads. I feel like I've (laughs) stuck it to the man. My uh, ads, and I feel like I maybe like maybe I buy maybe I go to see more live music than most people because I feel like most of my targeted ads are are music and like live music based. Like this person is coming to town, this person is coming to town, and usually it kind of gets me. But boy, there's a there's a couple. I they were really pushing a Nickelback concert at me <laughs> last year, and this year I cannot stop seeing this one for Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Oh my that God. seems like a Jordan thing, though. Yeah, yeah, you know what? It might be fun. <laughs> and I have been like, it's wearing me down that I, I might actually go see this thing. At first, I was insulted. It knows you better I'm than like, you know you. What the fuck? But like, yeah, come on, this would be kind of fun, right? <laughs> All right, you can, and you can still jitterbug, probably, right? <laughs> yeah. And lastly, Mary the same one who's irritated when people say, are you going to get engaged, says, I can eat the same meal on a daily basis for an alarmingly long period of time without getting sick of it, but sometimes feel judged by coworkers, significant other, etc., for doing so. Mary, yes, a thousand oh percent, God. not just you. Yes. I am a creature of habit. I, I There are certain not. things I can. There's like a, a particular uh, turkey sandwich that I can eat for lunch every day. Where do you get it? 
the deli at Ralph's where I work, it's they do make a really good turkey sandwich. Man, the fucking Ralph's, the sandwiches at the Ralph's deli counter are really good. Yeah, they're really good. Uh, I think they use Boar's Head, which is really good. Oh yeah, start. sure. So yeah, all but, the ingredients seem really fresh. Yeah, but uh, but Allison will do this for dinner, and it's like I'm not for some reason it doesn't work for me. Like she, I'll have the same thing repeatedly. She will have, the or same I'll discover thing something new, and then I'll want to have it like six nights in a row. I, six nights in a row. Every week for <laughs> six months. I Seven definitely have, I have a lot of like, like single person cooking anxiety just because like, you know, I like it, like cooking for one is, is its own challenge. And definitely. if I feel like if I buy a bag of lettuce, that is, that is three salads worth of lettuce. And I'm yes. going to have to commit myself to doing something with that three times during the week. So yeah, there is a little bit of like a little bit of like for this to make sense financially, I have to <laughs> just like the permutate sixty nine. Yeah, exactly. I have to permutate this into something else. So I definitely yeah. have a little bit of that. Yeah. Uh, for me, I I would do it just out of ease because I don't want to think about it. But because I enjoy it. What you can't say there's a perfect. Your food is such a mystery to me every day. We talk when when no not every day. Whenever we talk about it, I'm always like, I have no like. I would like to just someday I'm just going to shadow in. you and see what you eat. <laughs> you know what else is good at Ralph's? What mm-hmm. I when I get the Ralph sandwich, what I also like to do there go to the bakery and they have like slices of their cakes that you can buy. So you can oh, buy a whole cake, yes. but you can also just get they a slice. Do, yes. It's usually like two bucks, and their fucking red velvet cake is so good. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I did not know that. You can buy just a slice of cake. You can just buy a slice of That's cake. That's a great and, yeah, idea. It's, it's a great idea. It's a real treat. It's like buying a single cigarette. <laughs> yeah. Daniel. Yeah. And I think we might need to have a snack chat drop for this. You can't say there's a specific sandwich that you could eat every day and not tell us what's in it. Snack chats. Uh, It's a... Oven gold turkey. I mean, don't get fancy with the boar's head. The, the other turkeys are fine. They're they're actually good, but the oven gold is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're saying so. You're saying don't get a cracked pepper. Don't get a. You can get the salsalito. You can get the honey uh, maple, whatever. But yeah, you want to go with the the oven gold mm-hmm. turkey, um, provolone, um, lettuce, tomatoes, honey mustard. That's the key. Oh, mayonnaise. Uh, and avocado. What kind of bread? Uh, sesame roll. They used to have ciabatta, fresh ciabatta, which was the way to go, but they stopped having that. So that and that's just a solid sandwich, right there. Boom. Didn't you have some sort of fracas with someone over honey mustard one time? <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a, a an older gal who works at the deli. Now I have a lot of sympathy. I used to work at a deli, so you know I give them a lot of slack. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is an older Italian woman who th- there's like a thing between us that's really one way and it's her way. She, <laughs> she, she, every time, uh, she, I get my number called and it's her. She acts like, Oh, you again. Jar. And it's like, there's no me again. There's no anything. <laughs> this is just, please just make me a sandwich. She acts like we have a rapport. Like, Oh, okay. And, um, <laughs> she wants to be your new Starbucks I don't girlfriend. Get it. She gives me these weird, like... Oh, she knows there's a void. She'll do this thing She where, saw on <laughs> Facebook that you guys broke up, Maybe. and she's swooping in. Maybe. She'll go, I'll be like, okay, um, you know, whatever. I'll be like, yeah, I want the, can I get the lettuce, tomato, whatever, and she'll, she'll, instead of just going and, and making it, she'll go, she'll like go, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Like, uh, I'm like, what? 
is there something I'm missing? You know. <laughs> anyway, so she, I said honey mustard, and she started to put, uh, I want to say like Dijon on there. Which you famously don't like. Which I really don't like. I'm like, no, 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 that's not the honey yeah. mustard. She's like, yes, it is. I'm like, no, I'm telling you it's not. And we just had a whole like five minute <laughs> argument over it. And I'm just like, here. She's like, I know my mustards. I work with these mustards and on I'm a like, daily that's basis. That's it right there. And she's like, no, that's not it. That's the something else. And I'm like, no, I know <laughs> what the honey mustard is. And and so she she's like gonna. And I'm like, don't put the deli mustard. <laughs> it's like a standoff. Or the not the deli mustard. I'm fine. It's like Reservoir dogs. Yeah, don't put the Dijon. So I'm like, I'm get impressed. a piece of lettuce. With your assertiveness in the moment, because I would have just... I would have like, taken the inferior folded, mustard. Yeah. I, if That's it were deli mustard, I probably would have been okay with it. But, but it what the Dijon. fuck? I hate Dijon mustard. So I'm like, look, get a piece of lettuce and put a little dollop of it on there and taste it. <laughs> How many people are behind you at this point? <laughs> yeah, it's always crowded. And so it's just like, she yeah, did it, and then she's good. just like, hmm, okay, you won this mm-hmm. one. You know? Like... What did like, she actually say? Oh, that's just the little thing that, that you look, two have. Yeah. She's like, uh-huh. We always have a mustard fight, and then we have <laughs> very like mustard she, makeup sex. She did a real like pissed off sandwich making from then on out. It's like, I started out nice, like, with this, you know? Like, I was just politely pointing out that I'm not trying to shame you. Sandwich shame you. There's a I there's a cafe that I enjoy on Melrose and I usually get a cup of coffee to go but sometimes I'll sit in there and get a they have a very good breakfast burrito as well and some good pastries. Um uh but I it's usually it was my for a long time it was my like on the way to work spot if I wanted to get a cup of coffee on the way to work. Um and I remember going in there kind of recently um and like ordering my thing and the guy asking oh for here to go and i'm like oh for here and he's like yeah because uh and he kind of gets this like sly look on his face <laughs> like this little stinker look and he's like <laughs> yeah because uh i know you usually like to get your thing uh, to go <laughs> and i'm like why did you say it like that <laughs> like you like <laughs> like it was so I mean, I, he's trying to have a rapport with me right. and I appreciated it I do way, go in here a lot right. it's his way of saying like I, I, you're not just a nameless customer sure because I noticed I'm watching you just letting you know I'm watching you yeah exactly I, I like to watch you sleep is that I weird would, I guess it, it was I guess it was the fact that he he it had the cadence of a joke like it had these like set up with me so hard though. and he was like this was his mic drop moment <laughs> because it's like, what do you mean? Is it like, am I being rude by t- getting it to go? Like, <laughs> yeah, what, am I the one guy that gets it to go? Mm-hmm. It what it felt like I it felt like I gotcha, gotcha, right? You know, gah. Or or yeah, <laughs> are you, is he implying that you get it to go, but you're just like eating it in the car? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe that was it. You're Did like, it make you know. uncomfortable to be there? Uh, I don't know. I yeah. I guess I I guess I just wasn't. I wasn't sure what the point was. And right. It, and it, I was thinking about it a lot. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think yeah. I think the 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 right answer is that he was he was trying to show me that he right. realizes that I come in there a lot and he appreciates my business. Yeah. <laughs> but that just on the face of it is like could go either way. And he and I could tell he was projecting to the point where he wanted like the people behind me to hear like he was like. Like, like right, guys? this is the guy. This is I've been talking. I he I know I've been telling you about him. He usually gets it to go, but he's staying. He's gonna eat it here. He's for here. We he's get to see what he looks the like. To go guy. <laughs> oh, that's so awful. Yeah, that's weird. But yeah, good croissants there though. Good chocolate croissant. Is it Sycamore Kitchen? 
Uh, oh, no, it's a Fratelli Cafe. Oh, I've never been there, but we used to pass it all the time. Mm-hmm. It's great. Good breakfast burrito, too. A lot of good stuff in there. You guys, this was a fun episode. Mm-hmm. I will now think of Jordan eating popcorn out of a suitcase, even though that's not even a thing that has ever happened. No, I'm going to start doing that. I mean, that's how I'm going to. That's how I'm going to pack incorrectly. Now I'm just <laughs> going to bring a suitcase that is full of loose snacks and no clothes. I love it. Do it, um, Jordan. Yes. Where do we find you? Plug your thing. Sure, uh, at Jordan underscore Morris on Twitter. I do a chat comedy podcast not not unlike this one called jordan jesse go you can find that wherever you get your podcast and uh i've got an uh, eight episode scripted podcast called bubble that's hanging around out there uh perhaps you've heard me mention it before on this show um yeah and we got a new episode of that dropping very soon so from uh, sketchfest from right? sketchfest how exciting yeah, yes uh so there you go check that out wherever you get your podcasts that's right when uh, you listen you can hear someone who is wearing an unwrink- unwrinkled shirt that's true. Yes, exactly. You hear, and Walmart hear with underwear. A nice, yeah, nice shirt and some hastily purchased Hanes. Uh, you can find me at Daniel Quants on Twitter and Instagram. D Quants on the Snappy. And oh God! Maybe blah, 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 blah. no. <laughs> and maybe in the next uh, few weeks, you'll see me uh, make a Quantsitza on Instagram. So look out for that. Jeff. Well, you know what? Try it out. I think you like it. <laughs> you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Colonel Jeff Fox. And uh, I have a book out, Tropical Attire and Courage and Other Phrases That Scare Me. I was thinking it's almost in April, it will have been out for a year. So maybe I don't need to mention it all the time. But you know what? I think I do. Uh, go to AllisonRosen.com. Plenty of places to click. It'll take you right to Amazon where you can get it available in all formats. Also, we have t shirts, ringtones. Um, uh, with three different t-shirts, they're all sold on my website, but two of them are, are when you click, it takes you to comedyfilmnerds.com. Um, they, they're both podcast and they sell a bunch of merch for different podcasters. Um, there's a, they're doing a promotion on my shirts right now. If you use the promo code snuggle, you get 20% off. So do that. We also have on AllisonRosen.com ringtones, pins, and of course, Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Patreon. It's all sorts of fun stuff. I mentioned childish. Oh, leave us comments if you want. Sometimes we read them on the show uh, and uh, it helps out the show. So leave comments, subscribe, tell your friends, etc. Thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time. But now we gotta go Yeah, Allison Rosen Here's your new band